As Disney fans, we're all pretty impressed with our own Disney collections. But trust me, you can't talk about Disney collections until you've talked to Paul Botos. He has over 10,000 Mickeys. This week on the podcast, Paul is sitting down with Carrie and I and talking about his collection and how he started collecting Mickey Mouse and how he got recognized by Disney and how he brings joy into his life every day. It's such a great, inspiring episode and it's all coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> Howdy, pal. Another week, another podcast. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. Well, people will be happy to hear that it's not just the two of us talking <laughs> a whole like, lot of... <laughs> We've had enough of that giggling. <laughs> We've had enough of you too. Um, well, we did get some really good feedback on some of the the recent podcasts, which is good. But um, this week we have a guest, mm-hmm. and you know I'm really excited to talk to him because. We got to we got to listen to Paul um, at Dayton Disneyana. So if you've listened to our Dayton podcast, you know who Paul is. We've talked a little bit about him, um, but yeah, I'm really excited. He's just he's fascinating. Yeah, very yeah. He's and he's he's just an all around awesome guy. He's so like he's a role model, really a role model to like live your life. Um, you know, filled with with good and pixie dust and and yeah. You know, Really, yeah. and and um, I like I encourage everybody to go into the show notes and watch some of the videos that we reference. Like he speaks of his experiences he has with Disney, and um, and you've got to and you've got to click through and, and yeah. watch them. They're awesome. Like you really can. You really need to see see his story too after you hear it. Yes. So we're gonna ask him all about it. Um, I'm really excited. So should we just bring him on? Let's do it. Paul, welcome so much. We are so excited to have you on the show. Paul Botos, you are the man known as having over 10,000 Mickeys in your collection, which is so impressive for Disney fans like us to, to talk about. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Um, yeah, uh, I get asked all the time about how crazy I am to have uh, you know so many Mickey you know, Mickey Mouse things in my collection, but uh, it's only brought me wonderful things. So, you know, I can't complain. And, uh, you know, I know that um, we've got so much to cover, but before we even get started, like, just tell us a little bit about you and how this kind of, like your story about how you kind of fell into collecting Mickey's. (laughs) It's just like, it's fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think uh, one of the reasons the Disney company got involved with me is because of that. It, like, it sounded so like, wow, that was that's quite the story or upbringing. So, so I come from a very dysfunctional family type background, and uh, I grew up in foster homes and group homes from the time I was like nine until I was thirteen, and then I stayed in group homes until um, until I was eighteen, and. Uh, Went the whole social service program way, uh, student loans to go to school, and I lived with friends and that kind of stuff, and uh, moved around a lot. 
Um, and then I got in trouble a few times uh, with the law and stuff. And uh, and at some point in there, I said, I don't want to live like this no more. I don't want to be no. this way. And, um, uh, and you know, I started working towards, uh, there was a family, uh, a, a group home family that I got, that I ended up uh, living with and they helped me a lot. And I still classify them as my parents to this day. Uh, oh, they that's played that great. Role. So, uh, yeah, and it turned out really well for me as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then, but along the way there, um, me and my wife, we would uh, go collecting things and she was a big collector for, um, Thai beanie babies <laughs> and so we would travel all over southern ontario looking for these at garage sales and different places that they had them on sale real special ones and stuff and she had a she had a lot of them and while we were doing that one time i guess we're at a garage sale and i picked up this mickey mouse and it just i don't know it, it just kind of brought up this memory when i was a kid we used to go to this movie theater in hamilton it was close to where we lived and we uh, we would pay once to go and watch the Disney feature, but between it, they would always show the cartoons, the Mickey Mouse cartoons, and so uh, and I just always remember how good that made me feel, and I really liked that character, and you know, and, you know, I, that's one of those things when you're a kid that you hang on to that you know has that kind of light bulb makes you feel good inside that you know that you did when you were a kid. And I didn't have a lot of them. I you know grew, I did you know end up very adversely going through different things in life, and and that just kind of really grounded me again so i thought well i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna collect some of these just to feel like i was collecting something too and then uh started, started collecting little plastic figurines and i started collecting non-sport cards um yeah i just started collecting and then and, and, and you know made a room up and i thought well it'd be all nice to display this all in a room because i was displaying the beanie babies for her in the house the whole house so i didn't wanted at least a room that i could uh display the Mickey Mouse's and it turned into a bedroom and I turned into bunk beds and then just it kind of evolved and we would go out and you know every time we went out at least there's always a Mickey Mouse on something somewhere there's all kinds of that stuff out there now with you know the recycling regenerations of all these places like um, uh, Valley Village and uh, and Talese and there's these you know these uh, secondhand places that you know uh, you know I pretty much give this stuff away or try to, but I sell it. And, um, and so that's kind of given me a bit, uh, quite a focus in the last bunch of years where you know, I drive around and I go to, uh, sometimes I'll go to seven or eight in a day. And especially on Tuesdays when it's uh, seniors day and you get 30% off stuff. And, and there are times I find nothing, absolutely nothing. And then there are times I find more stuff than my house can hold. Wow. And I've been doing that for, almost 35 years wow that's impressive 35 years <laughs> yeah so yeah so i've been collecting since i was in my late since i was in my 20s and so i'm almost 60 now so why mickey yeah you know that's a funny thing because uh i think the psychiatrist where i work they tell me that uh it's this lost childhood thing that uh you know, I kind of gravitated towards that one item or that one thing that's associated with, with your childhood. And, you know, I kind of focused on it. And uh, when I start focusing on it, I just drew in all these things around me, which made me feel good. And so I was trying to um, get away from feeling all that negative stuff or coming from the background where, you know, things happen. You think of the worst case scenario instead of thinking of all the good things around you. So I surrounded myself with these Disney people or Disney minded people or Disney like people. And I've yet to find one that's 
you know, are angry or, you know, pissed off or whatever. And if they did, <laughs> they would do it in a funny way or a humorous way, or they, they, that's the kind of attitude that they have. And I, so, so I surrounded myself with these people and it's a kind of a make, make, make good thing on top of the fact that these people now, a lot of them, and there are thousands of them out there, they think of me when they see Mickey Mouse. I'm yes. not sure how, like, I'm not sure how you, uh, uh, you know, I can tell you how that makes me feel. And it's so powerful that, you know, someone texts me and says, oh, I saw this and, you know, I thought of you or, you know, do you want this? Because, you know, I wanted to go somewhere where I think it would be cherished and that kind of stuff. That happens to me like all week, all the time now. <laughs> and that's a, that's a, you can't pay for that. That's, you know, there's nothing, nothing like that. I surely think of you when I think of when I think of Mickey Mouse yeah. and when I'm out and about and I see things, I think. Yeah. And what about like with Facebook and having like you say the Disney community, like the Disney community has grown so much over the last number of years, too. Right? Um, I find it overwhelming, actually, like as people, lots of people send me things. And so you try to hook up with some of these I ain't trying to hook up with them. I just have communications with them. You know, I just want to reach out to them and kind of show them. I'm, you know, I, I always want to show my stuff. And, you know, if uh, they have something that they collect that's along that line, or I'd rather like showing them, especially the older stuff. You know, there's lots of people on there that, that I see that have, you know, different sites that are related to Disney. Mostly it's Disney. Not very few of them are specific to Mickey Mouse. And so I find that that's interesting within itself. And so there's these little cultures of things that I collect that are Mickey Mouse. I got the ties. I got a hundred and something ties. I got all these prints. I got all these, you know, the uh, the little uh, bully ca- uh, cartoon characters. I have hundreds, maybe thousands, which, you know, which is kind of unbelievable when you think about it. Um, and uh, like, yeah, it just uh, every day I can find something exciting to do along those lines with Mickey Mouse every day. Is, and it's funny because when you talk about it in, in terms of the Disney community, we, we totally get it that there's, mm-hmm. there's all of these people and they're just, they're happy and they're joyful and, and they spread that kind of, that kind of feeling amongst them. Mm-hmm. But you like, this just brings you joy finding one item, finding one thing yeah. that is not in your collection that makes you happy. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's that's a really unique feeling to itself too. Because and I find a lot of things because Mickey Mouse is on millions of things, and so um, I've almost set myself up so I can't fail because <laughs> there are so many things out there that are unattainable by me. I mean, I went to Dayton, Ohio, um, a few weeks ago, and on the way back, I stopped at this market, and in this market, they had thousands of Mickey Mouse things, <laughs> thousands, and I took pictures of every. I spent. Probably more hours there than I did at, at the tables at the, at the, <laughs> at the, at the uh, Disney Anna convention. <laughs> and part of it was because it was these old things. And a lot of them are so financially out of reach. It's, but to see them all on display and they're, you know, in the, you know, and the trying to figure out the dates and the researching and it's, you know, the, the hidden Mickey that, you know, to find that hidden treasure, you know, or someone's just given something away and, and like, it, to me, it's treasure, and to somebody else, it's, it's just a toy. And so, those are those interactions are wonderful. I can, you know, I can speak about them all the time. Do you ever get where you're you're at a place and you see something and you're like, oh my goodness, this is great! I got to add it to my collection. And then you get home and go, oh, I already had it. Does that happen to you? Because you have <laughs> um, so not, many. Not not that specific. Um, because now I'm really I am collecting things that I only find or see that 
are unusual or rare. And so in most cases, that's what I do now, or to complete a set of things that I've started to collect already. Um, but I don't, uh, even if I did come home and it was something that was doubled and I have done that, um, I just think of it in terms of, I try to make it positive. So I have this extra thing now and I can use it to trade for something else or give it to somebody and, you know, and, and, and see the look on their face when, you know, they get something like this. And so that, that's how I would look at it. I wouldn't look at it as a negative thing or, Oh, now I got two of these. What am I going to do about that? That's to me, is irrelevant. That's awesome. Well, so then you just as a collector, it. if you love stuff, you don't mind having multiples, depending on what it is, too. You're like, you just love yeah. something so much. You're like, ah, it's okay if I have more than one. Yeah, Maybe and I've done that. So, so put the one little, in the other room. I would say that that goes with the little plastic figurines. I mean, there are only so many and so many different shapes, but there are millions of them, really. And so, and I have maybe thousands. So there are lots out there I don't have, but then there are, there are so mass produced. I'm like a McDonald's toy is a McDonald's toy. You see it everywhere. And, you know, you can pick up a hundred of those and get one in the bag. You get one so that has never been opened. You get one. In the, I mean, you, get, you can start going crazy if you want in collecting of things. Um, but I don't tend to do that. I tend to just collect the massive things. Like I saw ties, you know, with Mickey on them. I thought that's really cool. And they were at Valley Village. And so every time I went to Valley Village, I took the ties. And lately I don't find too many, but I have 100 and, 152 ties with Mickey on it. They're all, just, all different. Just, are, they, are they all different? Yes, they're there's all that different. many Mickey Mouse ties. There's, thou- there's thousands of prints out there, so anything that can be made with material can be made into a tie. <laughs> I and guess. So, so yeah, so it could yeah. That, that. Wow. But then there, like the tie companies. So there, are, there's thousands of them out there um, that are different, whatever. And I and I'm not a completist, which is a good thing too, because that would drive me insane <laughs> if I couldn't find all the ties or all the things that you know become obsessive compulsive and saying I'm not like that. And so that's another good thing about when you collect or whatever that it doesn't make a difference to me whether I have all of them or I have one of them. It's not. I don't think of it that way. I don't think it's necessary. When you put all the things I have in a room, like I did with the museum, it blew me away. Like, just visually. I couldn't believe that was only half my stuff. And this is you. So you were um, you were asked to bring some of your collection to a museum to demonstrate, like, to show and share your collection with people. And yep. just, like, even packing it up. I can't imagine Uh-oh. how much time it it's took still, to pack that all it's up. It's still packed. Some of it's still packed up right now <laughs> since I brought it back. So I haven't really figured out what I want to do yet. So the house is a, a bit of a disarray at the moment just because I quickly brought stuff back. And so most everything's in a bin or, you know, strewed out on the floor in the, uh, in the one, the main uh, Mickey room downstairs, which is, it sort of looks like a hoarder's room. It doesn't look like, you know, yet. But I've gotten a few things recently that um, I need to work on what I want to do or how I want to set up the room again. That's one thing when with the, you having that exhibit, I was what that's what I wondered in my my head. I was like, how on earth would you decide what to do and how to do it? And I just well, couldn't it was, imagine. It, it, 
it worked out really well because there was a pandemic going on. And so I could bring pieces and for, you know, between January and April, because they don't, they were secure, you can get to go with them. I could bring stuff every day. Literally, I could come in the van and, and set it up and start to get a shape as to what I was thinking or what I was looking at. And so, and it turned out really well. Like it, the, the room and the, the type of uh, casings that they had for me to put stuff in made it so I could show off a lot more things because people couldn't touch them because some items you can't are, are quite brittle or you know they're you know fine pieces and stuff like that i wouldn't want them broken or or to get wrecked in any way and so but they had all these they had like 11 cabinets for me to to utilize at the museum to put things inside so people could visually get a really good look at what i had now you so it's not just the museum you have been recognized by disney itself for yeah. your collection. And I think, you know, I've heard the story, but I, I'd, I'd love you to tell yeah. tell our listeners about it because I think it's such a, it's such a tribute to what you do. Mm-hmm. So I collect, well, I collect for a long time. And then at some point I was going to sell everything. And uh, I told my son I was going to sell everything. And he was adamant. No, 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 you're not <laughs> selling any of this. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do with it? And he he didn't have a he didn't have an idea what he was going to do with it, but he said that his entire life, because his mom passed away when he was about five, and we've been collecting that Mickey Mouse things the entire time. And I never th- I never really thought of it that way, and I never thought I, it was a, it was cathartic for me, but I didn't realize that it was for him as well. And it, it made us go places and do things together. That we he's in his twenty he's twenty five now that we still do to this day. Um, and so that has made that bond really, really important. And he brought that to my attention. He also said to me, which is very fascinating. He said, what if the Disney company saw you had all this stuff and then, uh, you know, they would find out and then you, you know, they would put on a museum or something. I, I forget exactly what he said, but he said, what if you found out Disney? And that's exactly what happened. The Disney company, found or saw a video of my room and um yeah next thing you know i was me and my son had been invited to disneyland uh they took me on tours on, of places uh, in the park they shut down sections of the park for me uh, they closed toontown down like completely down wouldn't let people in there until i did whatever i was doing in there and i met with mickey in there and we had a you know big conversation the interview in there and it's all it's all in video all the disney people were there they filmed this all like all this happening they took me to the studios and the archives showed me things gave me stuff out of their archives physically a piece of paper that had mickey's on it a template they literally took it out of the archive box out of the wall and handed me a piece and said, here, this needs to be in your collection. I guess your son put that in the universe for you. Like he put that out there and it just came. Yeah, no, I believe that too. I think, you know, I believe things are, are to be. And, and, uh, and so, no, but as I found it very powerful that he said that to me and then that, that actually really did happen that way and i you know i've asked the disney company a couple times so why were they like what was it about me that made them want to get involved and they just said that they felt i was a real genuine person you know who was you know you know not talking crazy and doing you know silly things with it uh and and you know that i literally did it for myself until social media got involved and and then you know it kind of snowballed from there 
And your son got to experience that all with you, right? Like he yes. got to go and I'm going to put the links to the YouTube videos and everything in your yeah. channel in the yeah, show notes, really cool, yeah. but he got to go and experience this with you. So it, like yeah. that whole journey of you two collecting and then spending that time yeah. together, it's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I, I keep telling people, if y'all wanted to attribute it, what it would be like, it would be like if I won a million dollar lottery. It'd be like, you know, you won this thing that was unattainable because that's how I felt. And that's what, you know, I mean, the video shows that clearly um, I was overwhelmed with joy and uh, excitement. And I, you know, where I was put and what they did with me, like, why, like, why me? And so they just said, look at you're a real person. We think that's real. We want people, we think people should hear this. Wow. That experience, when you look at the experience you had, money couldn't buy that. No, no. Like there, there is no, you know, John Stamos couldn't pull out his wallet and say, I want that experience. That was for you. (laughs) That was hundred percent for you. Like how fantastic. Yeah. And they've said, they've done other things with me as well. And so I've done, you know, I've had the pleasure of doing some pretty like cool things, you know, with the Disney company. And so that's just still blows, that blows me away. You know, one of the largest companies in the world is even interested in, in myself and what I do or what I did. Um, you know, that, uh, I thought that that was, um, interesting. I, you know, I've offered them pieces or, you know, or whatever, or, you know, donate to them and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And they don't want that. They don't want it. That's not what they're looking for or not for me anyway. So, um, my idea now is to share it with as many people as I can and let people see it and be aware and talk about it. And like I said, think of me when they see Mickey, think of me. It's yeah, like I think it's I think it's so incredible the joy that you share now with so many people and and sharing this collection. How do you feel about the new Mickey short cartoons like the cartoon um, version of Mickey now versus the older? Like, is there an era of Mickey that you love more than others? So I, I, I enjoy the early stuff, the most of the early. So any any black and white or anything from the you know late 20, early 30s, all the way up until about 70 is our is my favorite period of time you know uh, with mickey mouse um now the newer stuff like i think of it like uh that mickey mouse clubhouse cartoon and uh, there are different uh, programs that have come on and mickey looks a, a little bit different not exactly maybe like he was before and that just goes with time and so i kind of think of it that way um uh, it's not my favorite character and i wouldn't go out of my way to you know try to obtain things that show me that the newer cartoon styles but i like having it up against all of the other stuff like so i think of it in terms of its entirety as opposed to um you know like i'll get a disney something disney piece from the 30s and then the next day you go i'll get a piece that came out last week and you know and so it doesn't yeah it, it doesn't bother me or thwart me i still think it's mickey i have mickey myself in so many different styles it's like unbelievable. Like I could probably run a style hundred different Mickey's that all look different. Do you have a favorite sidekick that you like to see him with? Like it when he's you know in the cartoons. Like is it? Do you love when he's with Chip and Dale or when he's with Goofy or you know? I think I I probably enjoy most of his interactions with Donald because Donald's the angry, yelling, screaming, and you know Mickey's the trying to be reasonable, you know, kind of keep things cool. 
characters. And so I, I like those. I like the transactions with Mickey when he's upset or angry or pissed off, like when he's showing emotion. I always find that fascinating how they portray him, you know, showing because they still want to try to keep him this, uh, you know, lovable character. And so you got to be careful when you're doing that, uh, you know, take him into uh, my favorite is uh, Runaway Brain. And he, you know, he plays like a Frankenstein character in there. And uh, I mean, Jeff Shelley drew me a uh, drawing that that's one of the reasons the Disney company people got involved in my life. And, and uh, that's probably my favorite, um, you know, Mickey uh, in an emotion that's different. That's not normal. It's not shown a lot. Do you, did you ever play any of the, um, the games, like the, the <laughs> video games? Did you, did you ever play, what was it called? The paint? Epic, the Mickey? Epic Mickey. Epic yes. Mickey. Epic Mickey. I played, I played Epic Mickey and I played Epic, Epic 2 Mickey. Now, I'm not really good with the video games, but my son is a gamer and he would get, we would get the games and he would play it through and I would watch it with him. Like he would, he could play through the whole game really, you know, quicker than I could. And, uh, but I did play it or I played it a few times. I enjoyed them and I collect older games or games that don't, like don't exist anymore. And so Sega Genesis games and, and some early, you know, early handheld kind of games. I have a bunch of those in my collection. Those would be cool. I loved Epic Mickey. It was one of my favorite <laughs> games. The whole concept of them painting and then using like the turpentine, like the paint thinner to get yeah. rid of stuff. Good stuff yeah. It was, it was so great. F- it was good. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And that, that, that Mickey was on it for a majority, like he was a major character, him and Oswald, but they were the major characters. Some of the games, they have them and they're just, they come into the scenes or they, you know, and, I, and they go away kind of like, ah, I don't like, I don't care for those ones as much. Now, do you enjoy the parks as much as you do collecting? Like, do you enjoy going and, and seeing things in the parks? Um. I'd like to go to the parks. I've been many times. I've been to Disney World uh, quite a few times, and I've been to Disneyland twice. Uh, once when Disney, the very first time I went was when Disney sent me, and then the second time I went to a Disney Expo, um, a D23 uh, uh, event um, for a weekend there by myself. And so, and that was, you know, and I, I got to do lots of really cool stuff at that one. Um, I go to the park, I would go to the parks for different reasons. Um, I like Disneyland because it's old and that's where it originated, that's where it started, all of those pieces to it. I like Disney World because of its size and that there are many more parks and many more things to do. And so you really do can spend a week doing things. Where at Disneyland, I find the parks are, are quite a bit smaller and it's more about nostalgia for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie and I always debate between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and we love them both for very, like, obviously yep. for different reasons, yep. too. Yeah. I'd like to go to some of the other ones. I'd like to go to Paris. I'd like to go to Tokyo and Shanghai. Like, I'd like to do that, whatever, and they're on the list. But, uh, you know, that uh, that's one of those fleeting kind of things you have to... I saw there was an ad in the Facebook that had, uh, you could buy a trip for, it was over, just over $100,000, to go to every park they would take you to every single park and stay in the hotel stay in the parks and whatever and do it all in like one one shot yes i heard it was i was i heard it was sold out in pre-sale yeah it sold it no it did they sold pre-sale so they didn't get to bring wow so it just goes to show that you could have more of those or more of that kind of thing people (laughs) would do 
I think they said it was like it looked like it was worded like it was a once and one time thing, but I wonder if it sells out that quickly. If it's going to be well, maybe we'll just try it one more time. Well, I think once the <laughs> Disney people find out about it, they're going to get involved because it, it's going it, to that's a money making venture. It's like it's like the Club Thirty Three thing, right? Yes, I think it's the same but under the same category of that. Same people probably that have the memberships are the ones yep. that bought all the hundred thousand dollar ones. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. In your in your collection, like I know, there's probably certain things that are a lot easier to find when you're when you're scooting around looking for your treasures. And but mm-hmm. what what are the like? What do you really like to look for? Like I like I like looking for um, like old theme park merch, or I like looking for old retro games. Like, is there something that you know when you and find so it? That's that's my favorite. So when I go into Valley Village, I get this wall of games. It's like a wall of you know stuff that gets put in, whatever. And I spend a lot of time just visualizing it. And so for me, it's about I see I see Mickey or a character, or I know about a game because I've researched things so much. And so when I see that, I kind of like, like a, I have a, like I'm like a magnet. People say I'm like a magnet. I can pick a blanket or a sheet or a pillowcase off a rack <laughs> from 50 feet away that has a Mickey something on it. And so people are, like know that about me, and and, and it's kind of it's kind of funny, whatever. But I'll walk through Valley Village and come out, and the lady goes, "Where'd you find that? I've been looking for. I've been here for three days. I never saw that." You have like a it's like a, a homing it's device like a, to yeah, make kind of, to make you I have been doing it a long time, and mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things. I really like I the research magazines and stuff. I I have collections upon collections of of uh, literature. Well, that's one thing I was thinking when we were listening to your presentation at Dayton, and I don't know why. I, it, like it just dawned on me that like you have so much knowledge about Mickey Mouse like and not that I didn't doubt that you did but I never really no. thought of it as like all these years like you are like you're an expert on Mickey Mouse merchandise right like you yeah. you've either yeah. if you if you don't have it mm-hmm. you've, like like it's exactly with you driving home and stopping and spending hours and hours yeah. taking pictures of things like if yeah. you, if you don't have it you've dreamt about having it or you or it's on your bucket list or you've researched about everything that you could possibly try to find so, I was like he knows everything about Mickey Mouse and so that's when I see all these like these people put stuff up on here and I, there a lot of it's fake that I see and whatever but I can tell you just by looking literally just looking at it because I've seen so many items from so many different countries um, that um, you know and I've seen unlicensed pieces I, I have unlicensed pieces in my collection just because they were so strange or they were so like that's Mickey Mouse there's no doubt about it but that doesn't look like the character that we, you know, that we identify with. And so, and there's some weird stuff that can, like, I have this cigarette lighter and ashtray, a cigarette holder. And it says for kids, got Mickey Mouse right on it. And it says it's for the it's for kids and it's metal. And the lighter, it's like a Zippo almost. So, I mean, you can use it. And uh, I just think that that's fascinating that some of the, stuff that was merchandised that you know they put his picture on that today would be thought of as you know taboo or not right wow that is i was i was impressed like listening to your talk at dayton i I, to carrie's point like hearing things like how his eyes have changed and you can pick out looking at looking at mickey mouse what year something came from just by the shape of his eyes yeah, yep. <laughs> and by the material, I mean there's a lot of factors, little tiny factors that would play into that. But um, but I've gotten, yeah, I have gotten that good, uh, you know, to be able to, re, you know, if someone calls it, and if I don't know, 
I can reach out to the community that I know, and and one of those people will definitely help me. I know I've shown pictures of things that I thought was something different, and uh, just recently somebody pointed out that uh, what it was, and he pointed out the logo on, it, like, and so now it's definitive. Like it's exactly yes, that's exactly, and that's what I want to know. So uh, I can help other people if they want, or you know, just that I have this knowledge because it makes me feel good. And you're getting quite. Um quite the response on social media and people reaching out to you because they just, they want to help your collection. Like it brings yes. them joy to see your collection. Yeah. There's people saying, I get people send me stuff. I've gotten stuff from Africa, New Zealand, South America, the UK, the United States. Isn't people just send it. They want my address and they want to send me stuff because they think that I should have, you know, in my collection or it would be something that they figured me out, you know, good for me to have. So for, pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. So now, if you think about it, you and your son, you go out, you still do it together? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we still, we go to like uh, Valley Villages or, you know, I'll pick him up whatever after work one time and we'll go out. And I mean, he's looking for clothes and other things. He's not really always, you know, he's not, you know, he's not looking <laughs> for me, Mickey Mouse, but he'll come back with four or five Mickey Mouse things while we're there to show me and you know i'll usually say well i got that no i got something like that <laughs> so that's usually the conversation or i'll pick something up and he'll go no 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 you don't need that where are you going to put it or just <laughs> the rationale about what i'm going to do right? <laughs> that's fantastic so he's got he's kind of like right in there advising you on how it comes together yeah. and does yeah, he and help you put it on display um, yeah, when I'm moving a lot of things around, he would help me, but he's, uh, he's more apt to just let me do my thing. Cause I, you know, I spend hours and hours and hours and hours in a room to move one piece a centimeter left. And so I've done that lots of times where I'll spend days and days in the room and just, you know, move something because it doesn't catch my eye. When I walk in the room, I want it. Like I really do consciously think about the room, what it looks like when you walk into it. What are you seeing when you walk in? And so I try to, you know, change it around and move it up a little, you know, or move things when I'm doing stuff and, and make it so that if you walked in the room, this got your attention. If you stood here, same, you know, same. And I try and do that with the majority of what I, I mean, and it's, it, it takes me a lot of time. I tell you, it's kept me out of trouble. It's probably kept me out. Of that's so fantastic and i love to hear that so it totally still brings you joy like you have all of these pieces you have an abundance of mickey mouse but it still makes you happy yeah i still i feel happy and when i look in a room i kind of look around and go wow like that's impressive <laughs> to that that much stuff and you know i start catalyzing and categorizing in my in my mind about okay when i got that you know, what memories come or tag to that item or whatever. And that's why I can look at millions of different things and, and, you know, go through a journey as to, you know, where they came about, whatever. And that was, I think that's made it easy for me to talk like this or talk on the internet or, you know, talk at Dayton, Ohio about it because, um, uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been narrating this, you know, how I, how I caught, you know, I got all this stuff, how, you know, how I end up, how I end up with all this Mickey Mouse. I, I never in my wildest dreams thought this was going to happen. Wow. Do you see an do you see a day when you won't be collecting Mickey or is this this will always just keep bringing you joy? I think my goal would be at some point is like is to sell stuff off to other collectors, you know, people that I know that want 
you know, Mickey for collecting and to show off. And, um, and I guess at some point in all of that, um, I would probably keep a few things that I like or want or whatever, and then pretty much either, you know, sell the entire thing off. And I've already been in contact with a couple of big companies that do that. And so there's heritage, uh, the, uh, heritage sales in the States and they auction off and they do really well with auctioning off of Disney, especially Disney stuff, whatever. And so uh, at the Niagara Comic-Con, uh, they were there and they had a booth set up, whatever. And I, I, I explained who I was, whatever. And they say, hey, you know, we're, we're interested if you ever need, you know, a broker or somebody to help you sort that out, whatever. Um, you know, we can help you with that because that's what we do. Wow people like that right and so you just put that in the back of your mind and i tell my son about it and so that you know worst case scenario something happens to me and you know you want to get rid of all this stuff and here's a you know here's a liable a viable route and ebay's uh, you know one of those things that you just don't know right you, you know you put something on there could stay on there for years and you, you know you put it on there somebody could buy it tomorrow and so you know it's all subjective really to but them. it's a lot of work like when it you is, do that independently with the eBay and things like that, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of work and there's a lot of energy. So, I mean, obviously, if you're retired and you're not doing anything, you're just sitting in the house, then you could do stuff like that. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm not there now. I'm you're still not there yet. <laughs> I, I, I retired two years ago, and uh, I've since been back uh, to uh, where I was, and I was there for 32 years. And so I, this is my 33rd year there. And, um, and, uh, I just work part-time for them now. And then I got a job at, uh, the, uh, first Ontario center here. And so I'm a supervisor there that looks after people who do the ticket taking at the, at the entrance to like for all these sporting events and concerts and any of the events and stuff. So I do that. And I work Tim Hortons field in, um, for the tie cats, I do the same thing there. I'm a, a lead hand on one of their gates, and I do all the troubleshooting at a gate. Holy smokes, you're a little and, busy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just always doing something. Got lots to do. I got it. There's a toy show on Friday. I'm going to go to that. I got there's lots of toy shows and antique shows. I go a lot, lots and lots of those. And I have friends. That, lots of friends want to come with me now because. Instead of me being this crazy Mickey Mouse collector, I'm this kind of famous guy now. That <laughs> give them, you know, some ideas on uh, when they're collecting things or want to looking for stuff. I bet it would be absolutely fascinating to go to something like that with you and watch you sort of see things and pick them up and decide whether or not you're adding them to your collection. And and I bet that would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Wow, Paul, is there cool. anything that people don't know about you that you wish people knew about you don't know um i'm pretty open book and <laughs> no uh i i am mickey mouse isn't my only collection and so i have a i have a concert ticket collection and it's it's quite large and has some pretty famous tickets in it uh from shows from that has to be shows from this area or region or like within you know the toronto greater toronto area and stuff of like this but majority of them are mine are tickets that are either from shows that i've gone to or um, been given to me but uh i have today i i just added a few more and i think i'm around 1400 concert tickets holy smokes whoa and i collect and these- those too but i don't have that many <laughs> <laughs> and I like I have stuff all the way. I have the Beatles. I got Jimi Hendrix, Doors. I got like Mamas and Papas. I got like Russian 
<laughs> so where do you find them? Like, how do you how do you search for that type of collection? Well, the majority of them are mine, and so from me being in the music business earlier, that's that's what I did. I traveled around doing lights and sound and stuff. Like that. So a lot of that was from those dates. That's very cool. And then, uh, and then any show I would go to, I would just put them in this drawer or whatever. And I was a very transient person, and uh, so I had these two different girlfriends. And uh, in two thousand, no, uh, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, or something like this, both of them contacted me with the week of each other and said, "What do you want us to do with all these concert tickets?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, come, come, give them to me." So, so that's how I got them back because I there's no way I would have been able to have collected all of that. And kept it with me being as transient as I was. And so um, so it worked out. And so I got those tickets. And then, yeah, like I said, I've been going to shows. I go, I go to some years I've gone to 100 shows. And some years, wow. you know, I go 40 or 50 shows. I went to a show last night. So I saw uh, Smokey Robinson last night. Uh, three nights ago, I did the Arkell show at the Tim Horton Stadium. And two nights before that, I did K-Flight, who opened up for the Arkell. So, so I've seen four concerts in the last week, and I see Roger Waters next Friday. Holy smokes, no wonder you got so many tickets. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you do? Like, uh, how do you store them? What Do you have them in a box? <laughs> I have now, well, they used to be in a, just a box, like in a shoebox. But now they're in a photo album, kind of like hockey cards. And so I put them all like hockey cards in there or whatever. But the photo album is so big, I can't fit any more pages. Wow. That's, I would love to see that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of people. Lots of people sit down with me. I even had some famous, recently a famous Andy Curran is a guitar player and just released an album with uh, one of the guys from Rush. And um, he saw my tickets and um, asked me a question about one of them. And I knew who he was by his name. And uh, we ended up going out and having, I took my ticket book with me and uh, we went and had a couple of drinks and, uh, and sat and went through my book and just reminisced about shows and concerts wow. and stuff from when we were kids. And so that was kind of, that was a really neat thing. That is pretty cool. So yeah, so that's something else that I do or have. That's <laughs> that's, uh, in- that's so interesting. Did you know that, Carrie? No, no, I didn't know you collected. Oh, like I knew you liked music because I we see like yeah. on your social media, like you do go to a lot of concerts. Yeah. But and when you said like, like I didn't like, I would assume lots of them would have been yours, but that's a lot of like. But I guess all, all the years of. If that's, yep. and if I, that, I've seen every band. I've I've seen every major band. Uh, there isn't. Like if I, there's only one person, I think uh, Kate Bush uh, is a musician from England that I tried to go and see one time, and she never played over here really. Um, and uh, but it, they wanted like three thousand dollars for the ticket, and and then you have to pay for the hotel and everything because it would have been in England and everything. So it would have been too much. Yeah, it was just uh, way out of my reach. So, but that, that's the only person right now that's out there that you know that's on my list. So you have like two, you have two things that bring you so much joy, like your love of like music yeah. and live music and Mickey, and Mickey Mouse and your Disney community and like what, yeah. like. Yeah. So I surround, I kind of say that I believe, and if the psychiatrist wants to, you know, I surround myself <laughs> with this environment um, to protect myself. It's kind of, I mean, the, that's the deep root of it all really is to keep myself safe and to keep my world or my environment, um, you know. Um, in a in a in a in a place that I want it to be, as opposed where I mean, I worked in I mean, I, I worked in the maximum secure psychiatric hospital for you know thirty something years, and that's really dangerous, kind of like it's you're working in an environment where people are highly volatile and usually aggressive and very angry, and so 
the whole Mickey Mouse thing to me, it just is this wonderful world I get to go to outside of this world. I spend my whole career or life trying to help others, you know, sort out and get through in it. I think it gave me some kind of stabilization of being able to, you know, do that kind of a high stress job for as long as I did. And, you know, do a hobby or something outside of that of work that's going to keep me sane or, you know, keep me feeling uh, to go back the next day and do it again. Yes. Cause you, so working in that kind of environment could, could eat away at you every yeah, it day. Does a lot of this, people. Yeah. To do yeah, it for it so long. That's incredible. Yeah. So I'm one of the longest lasting, you know, worker on the floor or I don't work so much on the floor anymore, but uh, um, you know, that works in, in the secure environment there. Wow. And the, you can absolutely see that's how you kind of surround yourself with all this joy to keep yeah. you in in a positive space. That's wow. Me so, and I they ask me at work all the time, like, how is it that you lasted this long? Most people last five years at the most. And uh, you know, I said I surround myself with good people, and I surround myself with it, things that I like to do or that make me feel good, and it's not detrimental to me or the people around me. So uh, yeah. It's kind of, you know, like you said, some people from the outside looking in or not used to it or don't have that kind of ideas um, will think you're crazy or that, you know, something's wrong or, you know, that you would do all that. So, um, but um, once someone sits down and has a conversation with me and I think they, they, they get quite quickly that I'm pretty sane and, you know, <laughs> I kind of know what I'm doing. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's it brought, it brought wonderful, wonderful things to me. It's uh, it is so much. I could seriously talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but I know like I'm not going to keep you here for hours and hours and hours. But I just I think it's so fascinating how you've managed to bring this all into your life and just keep it and and keep it so joyful. I think mm -hmm. it's just it's definitely a talent and it doesn't come easy. Like it's not like it's something you have to work at. And for people that are having a hard time or or, or whatever, like it, it's not like this is just comes easy to you. You focus on making sure that you bring happiness and joy and good things into your yeah. life. It, like it I takes consciously work. think about it. Yeah, I consciously think about it. And I think part of it was I wanted to break the cycle. I wanted to get out of whatever lifestyle and world I came from and make sure that my family and my child was, you know, not going to get caught up in that because I found that that was very, it didn't feel good. It wasn't a feel good kind of thing. And so there was a conscious effort to make sure that I surround myself in places or people that are helpful or want to help and, um, and have a better or an optimistic look on life instead of a very pessimistic look on life. That's so inspiring. Outside of the Mickey stuff, that having yes. that vision to know that you're going to do that for yourself, you must be so proud of yourself that yeah. that is and something it, that you can do. It, it took me a long time to accept it. And then later in life, uh, many adults who knew who I was and know who I am now have pointed out to me how, how big of a step I took and, and you know what rewards I got from it. You're a fascinating man, Paul Botos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been so much fun chatting with you. And mm -hmm. you know, and it feels weird to ask you about Pixie Dust. Like Carrie, we so at the end of every podcast, we <laughs> yeah. we ask people, you know, what brought you Pixie Dust this week? So 
you know, I- I'm going to have to ask you, There's so- what brought you some joy this week? <laughs> yeah, and so I have a whole bunch of things. My friend just came to visit me. Like I said, we went to a concert and stuff, that's, so that's pretty normal stuff. But I'm going to say uh, there was a, um, in May, which isn't too far back, there was a, uh, I'd gotten concert tickets for my son to see a band that he um, wasn't really familiar with, but he liked one of their songs. And it was a band that I, that I was very familiar with. So we got tickets for, I think it was like a Christmas or something or a birthday, one of those things. And then the pandemic came. And so it got pushed off and then it got pushed off and, and, uh, and it kept getting pushed off. But in May, it was open again. or And so it was two years, I think, after getting the tickets. And so... Me and Cody, we went. We go to Toronto. We do like we always do. We go to Toronto. We go downtown the Eat Center. We used to go to Mr. Green's Eat, but it's gone now. And, uh, you know, so, but we like to spend time downtown walking through the stores and checking things out and people gazing and stuff and like that. So it's, you know, we really enjoy doing that. And then we went to, I, I got to take him to Massey Hall. So he's never been to Massey Hall. I've been to Massey Hall a hundred times. She, he's never been. And it was the uh, like the opening, more, the pretty close to the brand opening or new. You know, all they redone it in sight. And uh, Primus, you'd never seen the band Primus, and that was the band. And uh, they were going to do a bunch of Rush songs and stuff like that. And so we went and had the time of our lives, like we always do, and you know, really enjoyed our time together. And it just, you know, and he's in his twenties, and he still enjoys doing stuff with me. And you know, we like doing things together and to have a child like that where you, you know, you, you still, you know, you think of him as your child, child, but, um, you know, he's a grown adult now and, and you know, kind of lives off, uh, you know, somewhere else. And, uh, but he still wants to do things with you. He still, you know, you know, speaks highly of you and, you know, always feels grand when you're in the room together. And so, uh, so that's my happy thing that happened this, you know, recently, whatever that, uh, really brought all that back together with us going to concerts again and going out to the community, you know, the pandemic, the masking and all that stuff, whatever. So this was us getting together as the first time we'd done that in two years. probably. That's amazing. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. That's so much fun. Paul, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Like it's, we're going to have to have you back again. Cause I feel like we could do it like tw- we could do 12 hours of talking about, um, yeah about your life like yeah, how the the concert tickets we could do a whole episode on concert tickets yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could just yeah we could have an episode just on mickey mouse we could we could we could we uh, can do we could we probably could, show you quite a few different mickeys in, in an hour yeah sure. we could do we could talk about your expertise and and, and get some mickey tips <laughs> absolutely yep. Thank thank you so much, Paul. This has been wonderful. Thank you for sharing your time with us and for for sharing like the the inspiration for just making sure that you're always bringing joy into your life. Yeah, thank you. Well, if uh, somebody else wants to that rub off on them, that could be the big sea dust for them. But uh, yeah, I just want people to you know enjoy life and and um, you know be optimistic as opposed to pessimistic especially in this day in the world is you know a bit crazy out there with all the things that are happening and uh you know a little bit of feel good is uh it goes a long way mm-hmm. it absolutely does thank you paul oh my gosh carrie talk about total pixie dust like he just oozes pixie dust he does. You've met your match there, Miss Pixie Dust. <laughs> He's just so positively positive, which is, yeah. And it's genuine, right? Like, it's not put on. Like, it's really genuine. 
Yeah, pretty awesome. I felt kind of stupid asking him, like, what was your pixie dust this week? Like, the man's, like, everyday focus he on embodies, positivity. He embodies right? positivity and, and keeping his life positive. Yeah, but, but I felt um, like, you know, we had to be authentic to the show. So we had to, we sure. had to ask. And there's, lo- and, ask. And for, like, there's so much, like, with him knowing so much about Mickey, like, we could have him, like, on, like, you know, we could think of doing, you know how we do top ten or this or that? Like, he could be our Mickey specialist or... I know. Or, you know, like even just asking him maybe some of his favorite things in his collection. What I wanted to ask, it was what, like, there's got to be some things in his collection that are really odd. Like what's in his collection the that's weirdest odd. Thing. The yeah. weirdest thing or the oddest thing that he, re- but like, I'm sure there's lots of them because he's got 10,000 mm-hmm. plus Mickeys. But what are his favorite things that are, that are kind of off the wall and strange or weird or whatever, right? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe it'd be too hard to decide because I'm sure there's lots of it. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, it's hard because we could have talked to him for hours and hours and hours. That entire, you know, he kind of glazed over the whole Disney experience. But his trip to Disneyland that Disney took him on, like, you've got to go watch the videos. It's, it's, It's like nothing you've ever seen. And I'm not kidding. Money can't buy that. (laughs) <laughs> like what happened to him is yeah and, and he deserves he deserves every min- every minute of it right absolutely and you might need yeah. some tissues if you watch all the videos but you still yeah. watch them <laughs> <laughs> okay Carrie so we'll have to have him back on again maybe do a top 10 uh list from his his Mickey collection but um you know it is that time of the podcast right yeah i yeah Pixie Why do you always time. back away from the mic when I ask you about pixie dust? Carrie oh like God. sits. What she does is she just sits back in her chair oh. and. Oh, Carrie, no, what's I'm your not. pixie I'm, dust? I just you know I like to be a little um, dramatic. You know that. I know. I know. So um, well, my pixie <laughs> dust after I'm gonna keep it kind of simple. My pixie okay. dust is that today I had um, Baskin Robbins mint chip ice cream cone for lunch. <laughs> That's that. that, You know, sometimes joy is certain things, and sometimes it's, um, you know, you just you just need to be an adult that can do whatever the heck you want, and whatever the heck you want, maybe go get a mint chip ice cream cone for lunch, and you go get one, and then that's, and then you have you're happy, no regret, complete and utter joy. Good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. See, and that's one of the benefits of being an adult. You can yeah. just go do that. <laughs> what about you? What's your pixie dust? My pixie dust uh, actually came from a pixie dust fan. Uh, I so you know I have this this site where you go pick up like your mail and whatever, mm-hmm. and I got a text saying I had a package there, and I'm thinking I didn't order anything like my Amazon stuff hasn't shipped. So anyway, I go pick it up. It's this big box. I get it home. It's shipped to me from England. So Laura. One mm-hmm. of uh, one of our Pixie Dust fans heard that I liked Coronation Street, and she lives near where they film Coronation Street. She sent me a box that had like a Coronation Street tea towel, a box of tea bags. Um, some biscuits, like good English biscuits. I'm supposed to share them with you, but too bad they're probably going to be eaten before I see you. And a Coronation Street teapot, Carrie. It's a teapot of the Rover's Return, which is the pub that the entire Coronation Street show is based on. That's pretty cool. 
It is epic. Like, and then there was a card inside and it just, the card was tight. I'm not going to read you the card, but it said fabulous woman. And, um, I like when I read what she wrote in it, like Carrie, I was bawling. I was bawling. (laughs) Um, it was so nice. She, she just said that she felt like I needed some pixie dust and, she did say I had to share the cookies with you, but um, there's written she, evidence that I <laughs> there is, but too bad I ate the cookies. <laughs> but I, I was blown away, like blown away. I it, it was so kind uh, for her to send me that, and I just yeah, I was bawling. I was bawling. It That's was so awesome. nice. It was so nice. So, yeah, like all my friends who like Coronation Street are totally jealous. They're jealous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're totally jealous. Like I have a guy at work who it's funny because there are Coronation Street fans everywhere. You just you don't know about them because we Do you don't call, all... you call yourselves Corey fans. Yeah. Corey fans, right? Corey? It's Corey. Yeah. Right. But you don't you don't really talk about it. And then all of a sudden one day you find out like somebody. So this guy at my work, like he's a total Corey fan. And I've discovered this years ago um, because his mom watches it and he grew up watching it with his mom. So same thing. But, you know, he lives on his own now. He watches it on his own. <laughs> same thing. Like we're all just addicted to Coronation Street. So everybody that I know like that is totally jealous of my teapot. <laughs> That's awesome. So Laura, if you're listening, thank you. Like you have no idea what it meant. It was awesome. Yeah. So that was pretty big pixie dust for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so nice. But so Carrie, mm-hmm. another fun episode. Yep. We got another it. one in the books. Another one in the books. I don't even know what number this is. And truth be told, we got to go look. We actually have to go look at the thing to find out the numbers. But anyway, thank it's you. a lot. Yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. But stay tuned until next week. And if you get a chance, don't forget to leave us a rating and review and send us feedback. Send us questions. Oh, that's the other thing. There is an app now. Did you hear about this app, Carrie, where you can post like people can send you anonymous questions? I thought it was going to be good for things like this. But there's some freaks out there that send you some weird questions, man. (laughs) Like some of the questions. okay, fine. And I answered. But some of them are weird. But anyway. So send us normal questions and uh, <laughs> maybe you'll inspire a podcast episode. Or if you have someone that you think we should interview, yeah, get us an introduction and uh, we'd love to, we'd love to hear. Bada boom, bada bing. You never know. Exactly. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.